0: What's up guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. What's up guys? Welcome to Easy's Listening Room. We're here. Episode 27 with Matthew Trujillo. So stoked about this episode. This one's been a long time coming. Um, We'll get into kind of how we met and uh you know what brought us here today but it's been a fun ride and we've been itching to get this episode under our belt for a little bit um but i'll go ahead and let matthew introduce himself and we'll drop in
1: introduce myself um yeah matthew true uh local artist i guess you can say um i don't know what else i can throw in right there yeah man yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so matt and i met um I met him at this house party over in Westlake, and we're just kind of, like, chilling out on this back porch, and this dude came and posted up next to me, and we're both kind of just reading the scene, and I introduced myself, and we started chatting, and he's like, yeah, I'm an artist, and I was like, all right, cool, what kind of artist, and he started describing, you know, and I was like, all right, cool, like, where have you been featured? He was like, well, I've got some stuff up in Native, and just listening off West Chelsea, and... I was like, where? What piece of native? Because I know this building pretty well, and and he uh, told me about the piece in the coffee shop, and I was like, oh shit! I know exactly who you are, and you know, it's just that kind of synchronicity of Austin, where it's a small town, and you cross paths with people that you've seen before, and you know their work, and and um, but since that day, you know, I've I've admired his poise and and humility um, in the game, and. And his career seems to be absolutely be being t- taken off, and um, it's so fun to watch that.
1: So. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I remember that night pretty well. It was cool because uh, you're just really humble, dude. As well, you know what I mean. And whenever, um, whenever I was out there chilling, I mean, I don't, I go, I go everywhere by myself. So I yeah. usually just mob somewhere Lone by wolf. myself, and yeah, and, and just try to figure it out while I'm there. So, uh, what was cool is that you came up to me and you were like, you have like a 12 pack in your hand and you're like, you want a beer? And I'm like, sure. I'll take probably Shinerbach.
2: Yeah. Some, some IPA shit. I don't yeah. know.
1: Um, and yeah, we just started chatting and like, and it's cool that you were telling me how about you were about to like do a podcast and like seeing what you have done as well has been. Yeah, amazing.
0: man. Yeah. It was, it was, it's been great to really get to know artists on a more personal level and then to share that as well. You know, there's. There's so many great artists who I've crossed paths with through this, you know, venture. And, and um, you know, that's what really started to take place when I got this space. You know, I was doing these pop-ups all over town. Um, I did a live podcast over at Something Cool Studios. Um, and, you know, that led me to well, I mix it up with Niz and all these artists, right? And it really started barking up that tree, got... Jason Etherly on the podcast and then once I got the native that's when it really started taking off and then when I got this space um, you know as I referred to in the last podcast like I was super intimidated walking into this space in July not really planning to to have a space like this you know I built my van out I was doing pop-ups I was getting pretty good at that I was it was routine um, and then I got this space, and I knew there was a great opportunity, and when I walked in, and it was just soundproofed, and dead, and empty, dude, I was so intimidated by what this space was capable of, and I just hoped that I could fill it with something, right, and um, I sat here probably for three or four days, just staring at my laptop, and listening to music, and acting like I was working, Um, but that's when I realized that, you know, I had these encounters with artists like Matt and started reaching out and making phone calls and and that was when I really saw the generosity of the local artist and they started filling these walls um and you know Matt pulled his last week for his his gallery that opened up at West West Chelsea um but they gave this space so much life and you know I got so many compliments on those pieces just because they popped so well and um you know when I met you 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 told me you were from New Mexico, and I thought yeah. that was cool because I could almost see this like contemporary, you know, style with a lot of colors that reminded me of you know where you were from. So mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to get back into that story of you know where you grew up, how you started getting into art, and really where this journey began.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was born in Las Cruces, and um, I was always doing art um that was just kind of like normal to me um doing art in school and like drawing on all my notes and everything and but that was never I never thought of it being a career or something I wasn't doing it like I'm like I'm an artist it was just something it was really hard for me to pay attention in class as soon as the teacher starts talking I lose focus and I'm just drawing um and then I moved to Albuquerque when I was like 19 or so and um Art kind of got lost. Yeah. I mean, in my early twenties, I just was. I joined the military as well, so yeah. it was just a lot of like drinking and partying and like the whole military life of just like chaos, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I lost art a lot in in my life, but uh, it came it came back to me maybe like a year or two before I moved to Austin, and then uh, by the time I moved to Austin. Um, just the amount of opportunities I got just kind of like launched it from there. And, yeah, it just became a whole new world.
0: Yeah, it seems to be popping off now. And, you know, I I really don't know that much about, you know, how recent this is for you. You know, like it, you just seem to be riding a wave right now. And, and since I've met you. You know, I don't I don't know if that
1: started before we met or if it's just as recent as... I mean, dude, in, in art, it's like waves. Yeah. I mean, you just, like, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, like, as long as you keep pushing, um, the waves, instead of being like this, they're more like this, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean when you met me I might have been on like a high you know and then I probably disappear for a little bit and I come back and it's just like dealing with art and life and and trying to mix those two together and trying to find the balance between it for sure you just never know yeah
0: yeah I like I like hearing always about you know where that initial step you know from you know your full-time artist now you know from when did you really commit was it coming out of the military or what you know when it was it like hey I'm, I'm done drawing on pieces of paper i really want to start you know selling this or at least trying and obviously switching to you know large scale yeah um what was that journey like did it start with a can was it a you know aspirations of being doing big walls or you know where did you start going larger and larger scales
1: i mean i was already doing large canvases when i was still in albuquerque before i moved yeah. to austin but it was more just for myself because i hadn't empty apartment and I was like I want art on my walls and I would do things for myself and yeah hang them. And then it, it wasn't until I moved to Austin after being here for a year um I just saw an ad on Craigslist that was like submit your artwork and um I just submitted my work that I had there and that was the first time I ever even thought about showcasing it or like putting it out in the world. And from there uh, I just learned how art was so much more than just me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I have my own stories and my own feelings of what I create and what I put out there, but um, it, it all depends on who sees it and what they see in the piece. You know what I mean? They see themselves sometimes. They see uh, happy. They see sad as opposed to what I've created, you know? Right. Um, so that kind of just, like, launched that into, uh, for me to know that I, I, it's more than me and, like, people are, are grabbing uh, like grabbing to it more than I would expect. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think that's what's so interesting about you know talking to artists and interacting with them at galleries, especially, is that one-on-one you know time that they get with people you know that are seeing their art for the first time. And and i most galleries I go to, I almost see the artists more intrigued by what people think than th- those in attendance you know yeah. asking questions about you know what does this piece mean to you and yeah. it's like it's just something I've noticed in a lot of artists is they're really really curious about what emotions um, their art brings out of other people sure. and I think that's really cool and you know it's something that your art does for me is like you know it's such it's so vibrant and vivid and and uh, you know the colors that you use I mean it commands your attention and it's so dope to see you know just like this crisp contemporary style um that you know makes a statement as soon as you walk in a room especially the large-scale pieces i mean it's yeah. badass man
1: i mean, it like like you said it, it all takes just that one person to like really understand it you yeah know? um it doesn't matter really how many people are there or who buys it or how much it goes for it all matters about like connecting with somebody connecting with it yeah and like What's and like what's really rare too is when someone connects with it and has the same exact feelings that I had when I created it. Um, that's like a very special. You're moment. like yes, that's I a very special mark. moment too. Yeah. yeah, like just recently, somebody um, was at one of West Chelsea's opening, and uh, I have a had a piece there that I did with was this uh, last one. At the domain. No, it was um it was like a couple months ago. Okay. Like, the one they had recently. Yeah. Um, the international fair that they had, but um. It was a collaboration that I did with a friend of mine named Allison, and it's got, like, the horns on it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there was a girl that was standing in front of it, and uh, forever, like, the whole time, like, her and the husband were just staring at it, had conversations with me about it. I would walk away. I could see them still staring, just standing in front of it. And then later on that night, I found out, like, she was crying there for, like, 15 minutes, just staring at the piece, crying. And I was just like, wow, like... um, I mean, just somebody feeling that type of emotion, like looking at a piece and like, I know what I put into it and I know what Allison and, and where we both were mentally when we're creating that piece and, and for somebody to like feel that from it, like, that's what we're trying to do, you know? Yeah. I Um, think
0: there's something so special about spaces, like whether like it's this or a gallery or, you know, throwing the right type of party, man, like you just want people to feel, You know, you want people to take a moment in time and, and shake other people's hands or, you know, hear something that strikes their curiosity or, you know, and, you know, I've talked about this before where like, I don't expect every podcast to hit the mark every time, you know, like, but as long as people are engaging and feeling and like thinking like I'm hitting the mark.
1: Even if it it takes that one line out of the whole conversation that they were like, wow, that changed yeah my perspective on something for sure that's all that matters or it
0: challenges it or you know it's that's how we grow you know yeah. it's just hearing different perspectives and you know I think that's why it's so unique to you know bring people on and what, well, you know whether they're in the middle of their career or, like you could have easily just been like yo I don't have time for that you know and yeah. to, to care and to give back you know like that next generation of artists or you know that person that's doing art in their their apartment right now or just waiting to take that step and, and really share their craft, man. Like it takes things like this for them to go, well, you know, he's doing it. Yeah. Why can't I do it? You know? And I'm sure you had your, your sources of inspiration.
1: Oh, definitely. It's been levels and, and ranges throughout life, dude. But yeah, like, I mean, for the longest time, I never cared to showcase my work or sell it. Like, I was like, how am I going to sell it? Like, how am I even put a price tag on something? Um, so I mean I had really good friends at the time that really inspired me, like, dude, just put it up, sell it, like you're you're dope. Just keep doing what you're doing, you know? For sure. Like sure. I, I I definitely take a lot from like my friends and family that like support and actually like push me to yeah, encourage get them. outside my comfort zone and actually do what I'm doing. That's a really tough step to take, man, you know, and I I
0: made a post about that today where there's a lot of artists out there that will never share their work and and that's okay. You know, like that's that's an art form. Um, You know, I've talked to a lot of artists where they're almost hesitant to really take it to a full-time gig because they're taking something they enjoy, they're taking something that's creative and you gotta be very careful from that place. Um, I saw it when, you know, I started personal training coming out of the military trying to make some money and taking something that I love doing and I thought you know like all right cool like I'll work out full time you know that'll be great and then uh the more and more that I dove into it as a coach like my own just you know love for for you know this physical game just like started just falling in and like I realized that I took something I was passionate about and I made it work yeah. And by the time it was time for me to work out, I was like, I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, that, you know?
1: that can easily happen with art as well. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? especially
0: in, and with a sense of creativity as well. Like yeah. creativity is already such like just this, you know, um, you know, it's a beast of uh, one of my favorite books I've ever read was um, The War of Art. Yeah, You know, a lot of people have heard of The Art of War. There's a book uh, by Stephen Pressfield, I believe, called The War of Art, and it's all about just resistance. You've read it? Yeah, yeah. Dude, amazing book. He was a Marine, and he's got this approach to writing at the time, you know, is just once you lean into the resistance and you accept that, that's where you really start to express yourself in a unique way. Yeah. And that spoke to me because we all have just premeditated, premeditated expectations of what our art is supposed to be my first love and the way I first started expressing myself was writing and I had such a terrible relationship with it like every time I sat down with a pen and paper um you know I expected just this masterpiece of philosophy or you know just to perfectly articulate what was on my mind and I realized that my expectations became so high, the better and better I got at writing, that then I couldn't live up to them. And as an artist, that was tough for me to meet the mark. And then I realized months and months were going by where I wasn't writing, because I had such a high expectations of what the product was supposed to be. Yeah. If I wasn't sitting and writing a whole book, I was almost disappointed in myself. For sure. You know. And yeah. now I've tried to get away from that. Now I write for, Social media purposes, which I need to get back to pen and paper because it's just so much better for the brain. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I read that book like probably like two months ago. Yeah. I was going like a, through a really hard creative block. I don't yeah. know what it was, but I could not fucking create to save my life. Yeah. Um, I would sit in my garage for hours, kind of like you say, you like come in here with your laptop and pretend to work. Like I was just sitting there, like trying to like pick up a brush and, and paint. And I had ideas and things I wanted to do, but I just didn't know where to start. And I was just just going through a lot at the time. And I read that book, and it really changed my perspective on what I was doing. And kind of like in a military idea, too, because I learned a lot about myself through the military, learning, like, what I can do when I'm not feeling like doing anything, yeah, <laughs> you know, like when you're pushing your body to a limit where you just thought you were go. done, but you know, you can do so much more. Yeah. Um, and it's like that idea of just like just doing instead of thinking about it. And then also the idea of like, it doesn't have to be perfect, like just create it and just keep going with it. Yeah. And it, it, taught, it taught me a lot. Like I'm, I'm coming out with like a clothing brand right now. a lot of ideas of what I'm not wearing anything else. Yeah. What?
0: (laughs) I'm not wearing anything else. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I'm like, there's a lot of things of what I want to do with it. And, and for the, for that same reason is why I haven't started it for the longest time. Like I've have designs and things I want to do. Yeah. But it, but it's also about just like doing it and just letting it organically get to that level. For sure. You know, it's like, It's like an artist that's just starting and they're like, I want to have my art in the gallery and I want to do big canvases, but they don't have the resources or the even maybe the, I don't know, the mind to do that. You know what I mean? But it all takes the baby steps of just creating and just letting it organically happen. Yeah, I think that's kind of like what that book like really helped me. Understand it. That- Absolutely,
0: man. I'm so glad you found it. Like at that point, yeah. like there's no such thing as coincidence. Like that's perfect timing to read something like that. If y'all haven't read it, definitely go check it out. Um, but you know, it brings up something for me as far as you know, an artist's mind. Um, you know, a lot of artists are just so hypercritical um, of their work. Um, they overanalyze everything about what they're doing and you know that's that can bog you down to a point where you never really make anything out of it like good artists and artists that are filling galleries and artists that are getting all these opportunities and they're getting recognized and their career is you know expanding is because they're taking chance chances they're taking risk um that that may or may not be comfortable with you know and you may or may not be ready for that's something I see, you know, now on a consulting side with podcasting, um, or you know, encouraging people to take their their craft to the next level is just this this waiting process of, you know, I'm not done preparing. You know, I I need yeah. to keep recording. Um, I've been recording in my living room for six months trying to get my voice right, and it's like you but won't. yeah. But at the end of yeah, the day, it's, it's like
1: you're just coming up with excuses. That yeah. After a while, you got to like snap into yourself and be like all right am i just coming up with excuses at this point?" exactly like i've met a lot of people that were like yeah i can't do it yet because i don't have the right things to do and i'm like well as artists like we have to create with what we have and like and what we have um access to right yeah so like when i first started work painting you know i was using the cheapest stuff you can use and i was using what i had and and just um utilizing the tools that you have and i think as creatives like we just need to be creative in those moments yeah and like still like there's still more ideas that i want to do and things that i and like experimental things that i want to do with my art but i'm not there yet you yeah know? and i eventually feel like the more i keep pushing myself the more i keep like working on what i'm doing yeah like, i will eventually get those materials and those resources and like and have that opportunity. Well, you jump in with both feet and you figure it out, man. And, like, when you start surprising
0: yourself and you're actually happy with the product, that's empowering. You know, when you actually pull something off or you, you you know, go at a piece a new, you know, a new way and it works out and you're like, oh, shit, you know, like, that's growth. You know, and you you wouldn't expect that out of yourself. Um, But, you know, I think – we were talking the other day and, um, you know, something I'd like to get into is just kind of the process of, you know, how your career is developed. And, you know, I, was, I saw him, I was over at the domain and, and you popped up and was like, yo, what up? And, uh, I was like, Hey man, I'm trying to pop in the gallery, but I got a show tonight. Like, mind if we pop in a few minutes early? And he was like, yeah, come on. And so we went over there and, you know, I walk in West Chelsea's pop up over at the domain and, walk in and it's just beautiful like the presentation is is amazing and um you know two guys were here three days prior like scooping his pieces for him and uh, i was just like homies made it you know (laughs) he's not picking up his own art right and uh you know walking through this gallery you know everything just the presentation it's it's very professional and uh and Matt was still running around fixing lights and, you know, putting lights at different angles. And I was like, that's that's what's up. <laughs> and uh, so we caught up, you know, Monday when we were kind of planning out this episode. And I asked him kind of how he wanted to present this. And we were just talking about, you know, that wave that he's riding right now and, and how weird it is, you know, to to almost take his finger off and, and not be as hands-on as he once was. And, um, you know, I think that that's something that i'd like to get into of just what that feels like right now to where people are helping you you know you do have teams that are hanging your art and you yeah. know just that process and how trippy it is as an artist to get to that level i'd like to know what that feels like man um because i still don't know <laughs> no that's great I
1: don't know, that's a great question i mean i'm still processing it as we speak you know? yeah like it's just been nonstop stop for the past like two months um as far as just like what's what's been going on and, and me like going to New York for the first time yeah, and um, showcasing art there and then coming back to Austin straight to a solo show um, where everything's already hung ready. I just go in there and kind of do the ma- the minor details yeah. and like talk about what we're, the execution of what we're going to do and then like, um, dude, it's still, still processing it, man. Like I don't even know how to explain it, you know, even doing this podcast now and like the people that are here, it's just like, it's a, it's a lot of, um, just going with it, yeah. you know, just leaning into it. Um, I don't want to like, I try not to think about it too much nowadays. Cause I'm just like, I've been gearing up for this for the past, like five years of my life. And yeah. then being here, it kind of feels like I've been like mentally preparing for it for the longest time. Um, even being in New York, I just felt so comfortable. Like I felt like that's the city that I needed to be in yeah um but it's it's amazing dude like I got so many good homies that that I've been supporting and just been there from the beginning too and um and with wish Chelsea helping me pick up my paintings and like do all do all the detail stuff it's just um it's just i just feel blessed man and like yeah I'm just riding the wave and just being happy mm-hmm. and like it's just a whole new um whole new level of just like gratitude and 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 just experiencing it and living it you know it's just it's it's great man yeah i
0: think um you know something that sticks out to me is like it almost eases resistance in certain areas so you can focus on the craft itself more right you see you see musicians on tour you see these giant production crews you see people that can show up and you know actually have the energy to you know exchange words at a gallery or you know whatever it is it's like man where people can lend a hand um you know on the production side you know so the artist isn't dripping in sweat you know hanging paintings five minutes before people get there Push you know head. like that's a lot of work to get to that point 100%. and you know something that's interesting is you know we we see artists in the prime the spotlight you know and it's just so many so many years of of grinding hopefully right yeah. if it was just handed to them like there won't be any respect for what it was worth yeah you know and we see too much of that in today's world where you know there's this underappreciation of value and and you know how people got to where they are you yeah. know and i think there's almost this sense that you know like you know there's this we're in this culture of depreciating value to where people look at something and they're like ah, i don't like it you know, or, you know, I love that. I want it. You know, it's like, what's, what's the story? You know, example I always use is like, how often do you have a new favorite song? You know, and, and when was the last time you heard that song and, and thought, okay, this is my favorite song. I'm going to research it. I'm going to wonder why the artist wrote that song. I'm going to go read the lyrics. I'm going to look it up on YouTube and see if there's a behind the scenes in the studio, you know, like, Like how deep do you go? Yeah. How deep do you go? You know, and. And I've done that recently with a lot of Mac Miller, but like, is that because he just died? You know, like, why, why am I, you know, why can't I? Yeah, why can't I appreciate something just for what it is in that moment? Yeah, you know, often we, we, you know, recognize people far after they're gone. For sure. You know, like whether it was scientists or politicians or artists, it's like. Some of them are just tortured souls because nobody could connect with what they were doing. Yeah. And then we appreciate them 100 years later.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. When it comes to music, I feel like there's a time and place for it, just like art, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes you might hear a song and you like it because of the beat. And then two years later, you find out the lyrics were, like, talking to you in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, or an emotional place for Exactly, sure. yeah. Or, like you said, I mean, you maybe heard Mac Miller back then and it wasn't talking to you at that moment in your life. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah you just di- you're just diving deeper into it now? <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's just
0: something i I know he just I've... came
1: out with the mixtape on Spotify. For
0: sure, yeah. No, it's just something I've noticed lately is a lot more of his, like, I'm always jamming YouTube in here, like, while I'm working and stuff, yeah. especially, like, Tiny Desk or, you know, behind the scenes of people recording because it just puts me in such a creative state when I'm jamming. For sure. To just look up and see somebody so proficient at what they're doing in such a cool environment that it like it just sparks a lot of ideas to see others in those um definitely yeah i can get
1: i can get lost in youtube for sure yeah
0: (laughs) i do every day um yeah so um yeah man if you do you have any advice you know out there for you know somebody that's a, a young artist on the come up or or you know what do you wish you would have heard you know when you started this journey compared to
1: now um some advice i would give was would be um just put your stuff out there um and and be out there you know what i mean support other artists go out meet other artists there's so many local events that are always happening like vending or live painting or just showcasing artwork yeah and just go to those events and meet other artists and like really build like a, a crew you know what i mean like um being surrounded by other artists and and people that are in the same mindset as you, um, will really go a long way as far as just like inspiration. Like I I'm following all the homies in Austin, right? On yeah. Instagram. And I can't look at my stories without seeing everybody fucking creating or doing a mural somewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like I gotta I gotta step on my game too. Like yeah. everyone's just like it's it's like support and just like and then um yeah I I would say just be around people who support you and people who inspire you and also just don't be scared to just put your stuff out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think that would be like the two main things I would say.
0: Yeah. It's so, so important to, um, to network and it's not hard in a city like this, you know, like yeah, it's such a small town feel. Yeah. But even,
1: even not networking, just like being friends with, 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 with people who are, are dealing with the same stuff. Like, get get off the surface level part of it and actually connect with people and um that will go so much further oh yeah um a lot of the homies that i have now we got so close during covid you know like a lot of the creatives that i know a lot of people that are doing things you know people that i've connected with the, within the past five years during covid i feel like we really like established such a strong connection because we understand each other on such a other level and also the fact that we were all still creating and trying to be inspired during that time. I think now with, with it kind of passing and we're we're kind of getting out of it now and things are moving, um, I feel like everyone's just thriving on such a whole nother yeah. level. And we all have such a respect for each other too because we were all in the same place together at the same time. Um, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but. No, I mean, <laughs> that's
0: that's everything, man. Like yeah. I mean, you're not the only one that feels that way. Um you know, coming out of the pandemic, there's so many different people just looking at things in new ways and, yeah. and, um, you know, actually taking that step and expressing it is, you know, some of the biggest contributions have been made and, and will continue to be made because of that, you know, pause in time. yeah. And, um, you know, I'm so inspired by, you know, the amount of people that I've seen their perspectives change or, you know, come out and just like, just say fuck it like i'm not gonna get caught up in that rat race i'm not gonna do you know the same patterns i was caught up in and uh and now's the time and and so many people are stepping up in so many various ways supporting that um you know whether it's the galleries being ready or you know production side or you know just friends being there for each other and supporting each other but that's something I've noticed about you for sure is like when I bring up your name or somebody notices you're working here and you come up in conversation, it's like, man, I love that guy. And, and like, I know why. And I can believe, you know, I believe him the way they say it, you know, is because, you know, I can tell that you've, you've put those relationships first and, you know, even, even ahead of your career and that, that says a lot, man. And, and that, that speaks volumes in this town and, and uh, people respect that. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, I think it, it's all, it's all real life at the end of the day, right? Like followers and Instagram and like Facebook or whatever, metaworld, anything that we talk about, yeah. it's it's all real life at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I think like even like. All the followers I have, I mean, I only have, like, 4,000 or something, but, like, I feel like I've met everybody that follows me, you know what I mean? And In some moment of time, like, when I was vending, I was on a whole phase where I was vending a lot, and I was just meeting people, buying prints, or I've done shows where I meet people and they follow me, like, it's all... I don't know. It's all real life and connection at the end of the day. Yeah. And um. That's it's all and I, I, I'm a big music lover. So, like, I watch interviews and I understand the person I'm listening to. And I mm-hmm. understand why he's making the music he's making and what does it mean behind it. So, I'm like, I wouldn't invest in anybody who I don't like or I, like, don't want to, like, support. So you're like, you're you know, them, you know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like we should all live in that, in that world. Yeah, you know? and just open up. Yeah.
0: You know, I think just being more vulnerable in your own way. And, you know, especially if you're sharing in those capacities, whether it's social or, you know, just online, it's like, man, you've got access to directly to people. You don't know where they are or what they'll get out of it. And, like, if you're on output like that, you're sharing those experiences, like, you might reach that one person that you need to. And, like, I always remind myself, like, on that, you know, like, I love focusing on a local level. Like, That's why I podcast, you know, live. That's why I wanted to share the space. And if I'm selling tickets and, you know, four people are out here, you know, it's, it feels good to, you know, have other people share that experience. And, you know, we're going to turn off these mics and grab some drinks and turn on some tunes and, and y'all get to interact directly with Matt. And um, that's so cool to me to be able to kind of facilitate that. Um, But there's so much, something so much greater than, you know, just social followings or whatever it is. For it's sure. like, it, it really it's, doesn't it's, matter. It's all about the story, man.
1: I mean, yeah. we all have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like I remember back when I used to post my art and I was getting like five likes and yeah. I, it wasn't even like a thought that was in my mind of how many, you know? Yeah. I mean, this was like back in like 2013 or something when I started my Instagram, but I mean, it's just, like, don't let that stop you from doing what you're doing. Just keep doing it. Just, like, here, like, if you were, like, oh, we got, like, 10 people in here. Yeah. We should not do this no more. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's just keep going. Yeah. And it's all a story at the end of the day. We can look back at this and be, like, remember that time we only had 10 people? And, like. Fuck, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, just keep it going. And, like, I don't know. Just people get so discouraged really easily. And, I'm, and it's just, like. You got to believe in yourself at the end of the day, 100%. I mean, if you don't, nobody else is. Yeah. Um straight up. I mean, that's kind of like a really raw version of saying it, but like I don't know.
0: Hey, that's good sometimes. I mean, I, I
1: definitely have a lot of support, so I, it's probably easier for me to say that than than others, but Yeah, but there's um, been
0: times that you haven't. Yeah. You know, and and you kept going and now we're here. Yeah, that's dope. Dude, I, you know, I really want to get into uh, you know, where this is all headed, and you're doing some really, really fucking interesting stuff, and and I'm not far behind you. <laughs> um, but this is a good segue. I go, want to go ahead and bring our uh, friend Jeff Savala up. Um, but wanted to display the the NFT that you've been, uh, you know, showcasing and giving out. And it's so cool. This isn't it. This is yeah. <laughs> Man, New me. But um, so I want to go ahead and get Jeff up here and kind of hear um, y'all kind of riff on what this is all about and where this is headed. Because I definitely think this is the future. And and uh, yeah, everybody, give it up, Jeff Zavala. <laughs> hey guys,
2: How's it going?
1: In real life. In, in the flesh. flesh. In real life. In the yeah. flesh. Clubhouse in real I'm life. <laughs>
2: Well, um,
0: yeah, so this is an industry that I'm just, like, just dipping my toes in. And every day my, my mind is exploding creatively on what is truly possible here. And, um, you know, you're one of the first people that I, I either text or call or want to meet with because I love your ability to meet people where they're at. And, you know, I was talking to Matt the other day. And he was like, yeah, you know, he's helped me so much because, like, you know, you're patient. You understand, you know, that this journey for you is just, you know, a few years at this point. And like, I love when people that really have a good grasp of something don't want to just show you how much they know, but they're able to meet you where you're at and be like, hey, like, I know exactly where you're at. I know this is really cool. Let me explain this in some, some, uh, some terms that you'll understand and we'll take it from there. Um, But you know, I'll let
2: you explain kind of the collaboration that y'all made and where it's going. No, yeah, totally. And um, I, I know how hard it is because I've been there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I just want to try to make it easier for people. But um, but yeah, so ever since back in the day uh, when Matthew had his show at a, it was like a Zilker brewery, right? Yeah. And uh, he, it was he had his piece there, The Inevitable. The idea was to make it as realistic as possible, right? So uh, started out with a 30,000 pixel sized, uh, seamless canvas texture to get the real detail in there. If you can zoom in a little bit, but yeah. So the idea was like, how do we, uh, onboard Matthew into the metaverse, right. And to have his pieces as digital assets that collectors, uh, could love in in their virtual spaces. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Man, we, we just went to that workshop. You invited me over there to the workshop at, uh, at something, something cool, cool studios yeah. and, and they, um, they called this workshop what the fuck is an nft and i was like i'm going like that's that's my level right there and uh i went and i don't think i lifted my pencil off the paper the entire time because there was just so much information um coming from an artist that was just like man this is this really is the future and it's It's there's so many possibilities for people's careers to just take off and that's so why I'm, why I'm so eager to get into this space. It's a whole um, new medium. Yeah, it's a whole new medium. Your 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 reach goes much farther in such a authentic and interactive way. Um, and you know what's interesting to me is like, man, that grunt work, that that work of that artists were taking of, you know, making one piece and transporting it and hoping not to fuck it up and hanging it. And it's crooked and then you hang it <laughs> again lecture. you know like <laughs> the amount of times that I've hung these paintings just to get them a little yeah. bit straight is insane it's hard and right. um, you know to do an entire gallery and then maybe sell a piece that's amazing but we're now we're in this you know this next phase and the spatial and web. capability you know where you know artists can finally make a career and a good one out yeah. of just Putting effort into their work and putting it out there and there's no limit to how many times they can sell a digital version and no it's it's not going to replace a physical art piece it's not going to replace the craft but it will expand it and people will get to see art they've never seen before in such a different way Um, you know we could have a gallery a virtual gallery and people be in Germany and and see Matt's work and it's a game changer it's so cool yeah, and, um, sure. yeah, what you know, on your perspective of just yeah. how cool this is to see a progression.
1: I mean, uh, the possibilities are endless, and that's kind of, like, the exciting part of it. As I feel like every creator, every artist is going to approach it differently. Um, but at the same time, like, don't go in it with thinking, like, this is a cash grab. Like, this is, like, I'm going to throw in an NFT. I'm going to make thousands yeah. of dollars. <laughs> like, it's the same thing as art. Like, it's parallel to art in so many ways as far as, like, you're going to have to establish your name. You're going to have to get a community behind you. You're going to have to figure out your niche and like what you're bringing to the table that's different than others, because there's so many artists in the world and in the NFT world and real world. And like, you just got to, I would say just take your time and understand it and see where you can, where you can be in it.
0: What's cool right now, I think, you know, is, There's so much room for innovation, and those innovators are being rewarded because they're showing what's possible. You know, I just ran into my friend, um, Sky King, an amazing name, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But I ran into him, and he's a podcaster, producer. He's in the ad space for a little bit, and he just threw up. He's claiming the world's first oh, long form nice. podcast n f t wow nice. and one episode six hundred thousand views wow over like that yeah, you know, and incredible. it's just because he was the first you know, and like yeah. you're seeing so many examples of that um uh i was I was admiring um what's that the where my vans go oh, um man. that they were showing off at that that workshop. This guy is climbing skyscrapers and cranes and antennas all over the world. And he's taking a picture of his van's shoes just from this straight up like high, high place. And he's selling these NFTs for hundreds of thousands of dollars each. And he's got hundreds of them. And I was like, well, I'm glad he's being rewarded for that risk for, risk you know, anxiety. it's not like 18 bucks, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, maybe not, you know, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's put sure. it out there. It's unique. People are recognizing it. And that's fucking cool. You know, that, you know, people are, are asking themselves, how can I
2: be a pioneer in this aspect or how can I get noticed? Yeah. And I mean, the, the technology itself is revolutionary. Like we haven't had a historical precedent to own your own data, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so we really don't have anything to compare into. It so it's just like, what do we do with this complete paradigm shift? Yeah. And uh, so, so pretty much anything you do in this space is innovative, you know, yeah. the, the technology itself is, but then figuring out ways to push that technology beyond what it's capable of. I think those are the things that really stand out
0: for sure. For sure. It's amazing. Um, So how did you get into the space yourself? I think just backing up a little bit. Yeah. um,
2: So I won a South by Badge um, at the Austin Forum of Technology and Society by asking a question. Um, And it was claimed to be like the best question by the judge or whatever. Yeah. And it was a question of like, how do we utilize blockchain technologies? Because it was all about blockchain at that time. Um, It's like 2017. And uh, how do we use technologies like blockchain to kind of um, bridge the gap between like the wealthy and the disenfranchised and things like that? And and so I won a badge. I went to the, I wanted to completely take full advantage of that. So I didn't sleep. I went to 30 hours of panels uh, wow. <laughs> during South by Southwest Interactive, and uh, I was going to like uh, blockchain panels, augmented reality, NFTs, stable coins, like all this stuff, and the dots started clicking together, and uh, I realized this is just so complex and hard to understand, and so how do I simplify it, you know, and get everyone, like, on board with this? So I just set about creating, like, a short film, uh, like a fashion film that could kind of bring a lot of people together, because everyone loves fashion, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So created a film over the last four years, had to learn, like, visual effects compositing, Uh, And I called it Beyond Here because the question is we're already in this kind of dystopian world without realizing it with uh, the ownership of our data the Manipulation of that data and so uh, I wanted to help spur on a movement for that paradigm shift to go away from uh, like the centralized social media control and uh, To create more like decentralized social media systems. Yeah, so uh, you know did that film and then right at the beginning of the year like, this must have been late February. You know, my buddy Michael Hernandez was like, You got to get on Clubhouse. They're talking about all your stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, Okay, He's well, it's another nice social media platform. Yeah. Like, I can't deal with that. So I just, it's I bit the, the next bullet. big one. Yeah. yeah. It's was, gone. Why not? Right? <laughs> Jump in there. So I uh, just started meeting incredible people from all around the world talking about all kinds of stuff. And then all these NFT rooms started popping up and yeah. I couldn't sleep for like 24 seven, just <laughs> awake on there. Well,
0: that, that was so cool. The other day yeah. we were, we were in here and we were having a meeting just about this. Like, Hey, wh- what can we do with this? What's the next step here? And, um, he pulls up this app called OVR and starts scanning this room and he's like, Oh, two people are in here with us. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, what do you mean? And he holds up his phone and he's, like, it he goes over and he's, like, what's up, Autobot246, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, they start having a conversation. They're
2: speaking Italian. Though. Yeah, like
0: cool. like heavy accent, you yeah. know? And I, maybe I think that's super interesting as far as, like, a lot of these platforms. You think Facebook, Instagram, you know, you know how can you connect with people? Like, is it networking? Is it, you know, a friend of a friend? or you just sponsor Spontane- you know spontaneity and coming across each other what is it you know in these platforms that are under saturated you're gonna have such right. a unique space right now For to jump real. in and be like who am i gonna meet you know like there's no there's filters. five other people in here yeah like. there's so
1: many different apps and platforms that yeah. are popping up too of how yeah. to like discover new people and um it's just making like some of uh, like instagram kind of obsolete in some ways especially for me. I mean, I, Instagram was like my main source of just like posting and connecting to my audience. And uh, like, after being like in clubhouses and Twitter spaces and like all these yeah. new worlds, I'm like, this is just the very tip of what we, what we're yeah, doing. What is,
0: there. what is two or three seconds of interaction? You know, yeah. what is a like? What
1: is a, a DM? Like, is I that mean, really it? I mean, like, Facebook <laughs> and Instagram become the Walmart of the metaverse. Yeah. It's like, just, it's, it's, it's a pool where everybody's in and like, after a while it's going to be a lot of these new spaces that um, are going to be very curated and very limited mm-hmm. you know what I mean and uh, so some of these platforms I think are going to I don't know it's just I feel like it's going to take over of social media. Well
0: there's the opportunity to connect um, you know I think there's there's such an interesting aspect of it right now um, you know where there's this kind of argument like Are we steering ourselves away from nature I don't think so like it's we are on a technological level but there is an ability to have conversation there's an ability to connect there's an ability which is very human you know and natural in a sense of just giving people the time like okay you may be putting on a headset and it may be unnatural but then you're taking a time you're creating the space in your day to focus on something and interact with someone which is completely unique it's almost unseen you know what those effects are
1: yeah um it's insane i mean the coolest thing about nfts is like on days when i don't feel like getting out of bed i can do all my nft work yeah right here (laughs) you know join clubhouses do this like update update my nft on this and just do things it's just all right here well you know Uh, but but it's all it's all it's always a balance of everything you gotta do it in real life shit too yeah i mean it's serendipitous
2: too though because like i've met finn from chicken waffle studios on clubhouse yeah was like yeah i have this uh, virtual reality studio in austin yeah it's like let's meet up let's hang yeah. out so we met here and, and cool. native and
1: like I, uh, it's yeah. it's gonna it's gonna collide i mean i don't think it's gonna take away from like in real life yeah moments you yeah. know and like also art as well i think a lot of people are scared of like nfts in that conversation because they think we're going into this world where we're all just going to be blocked out. But, I mean, we're all, we're all humans and we all know ourselves. So, of course, there's going to be people who completely disassociate, disassociate themselves from real life. Sure. But, ultimately, like, I think it's a way of us all connecting on another level. And I think with COVID and doing Zoom calls and, like, me and my buddies, we're... There's like this app called Record Box or something like that where we could all be in there and then we can all play songs. Oh, cool. And like cue songs and just hang out in there. Nice. And I, I, I think it's just like another way of connecting. Like it's not going to take away from what we're doing, but it's, it's just, just more accessible. It's more accessible and more curated and also yeah. art. Yeah. You know? What I mean?
0: Yeah. I hope I'm not disclosing anything here, but um, a friend of mine, uh, he just opened up this um, center and it's the second time it's come up tonight. It's called Kuya. And they're introducing this um, therapy through VR. And what they're doing is you go into this space and you put on this headset, right? And you either meet with a therapist or another person. And what you're meeting with is their light body. So there's no physical characteristics. And you interact and you, you know, either go into a therapy session or you confess, you know, your, <laughs> whatever's on your mind to a stranger. Um, and there's no, you know, physical characteristics. So there's no judgment on their face or separation. It's just, you know, a, another being of light that you're awesome. interacting with. And so, awesome. you know, there's there's no way to, like, say, you know, like, you know, you may not get it, or, you know, you yeah. know we're different because of this, or, you know, um,
2: and th- it's just another example. Of yeah, I mean, I think, like, when you look at the culture on Instagram, a lot of it's just very visual, mm-hmm. and so the huge paradigm shift for me was when you go in clubhouse, it's like, you don't really see how anybody looks, so yeah. there's not that, like, immediately, like, judging, yeah. you know, and you just, you you're go able straight to look off at
1: attitude right. and conversation and perspective, and and then, and then all of a sudden you hear this person talk for five minutes and you're like, Hey, who is this? It's kind of hard do they make like, yeah. Like, yeah. And you start. I mean, it's, it's just kind of a cool way to connect. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what we're pretty much doing here. This is a clubhouse. Like if no one's ever joined clubhouse before, like this is what it is. Yeah, that's a good guy. Three people, you got three, four, maybe, I mean, a lot of other people, but like people talking and you could just chime in and listen. Clubhouse is like a, like a live podcast. Y'all still using it? Oh I mean, yeah. <laughs> you were just on it earlier. Oh for so. real. So I ran to Michael <laughs> and
0: he was like, No, nah, it's done, dude no no it's, it's more not about there?
2: the community of people that you're connected with in there and that like you want to like check in with them see what's going on there's always things happening
0: i've been wanting to incorporate it somewhere somehow in here it'd be cool Oh yeah yeah you know, well let's yeah. uh let's go ahead and open this clubhouse up let's uh yeah we've got a we've got and A mic, so we're gonna have to uh pass the mic around and just make sure that you're keeping it about like two to three inches from your face what's up everybody what's good hey everything
2: um Matt, I wanted to know, like, what's your hierarchy of, like, focus for the next year, three years?
0: Oof. I mean, I know, like, three years is a long time. So maybe you could do, like, a year. Yeah. With NFTs, with mm. Jeff. Like, your guys' collaboration, like, what are you guys
1: focusing on? Sure. The next three years? Three and years. I mean, the next <laughs> year? <laughs> yeah. Let's, um, I mean, I got a couple of other projects uh, that I'm coming up with uh this piece in uh, particular i made it to make an nft out of it so i made it specifically for that and whoever buys nft is going to get the physical piece with it yeah um that. so That's cool. That's yeah so that that piece is like not in the gallery like they don't like it's just created to make an animation out of it and then sell it as an nft um and then i also have like um like a 50 limited edition um pieces that I'm coming out with where like some are very rare and some aren't some have the drips, some don't have the drips, some have the tattoos. So I'm 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 juggling in all the different worlds of what the NFT is. We did the AR, I did the free token, which is which also like anybody here has a MetaMask, I'll give you a free NFT today. I still got some. Um I and then yeah, this piece, the one of one that comes with the physical piece and then also the limited 50 run which with rare and and non-rare pieces i mean but as far as with jeff i mean wherever you want to go man this guy this guy i'd be like yeah can you come talk and he's like yeah can we do uh do we have a tv do we have this (laughs) like let's make a promo video i'm like you yes (laughs) let's do it all Like, uh, so I don't know. Where do you see yourself in the next year? Jesus. I mean,
2: things happening. So it feels (laughs) like it's been like three years, you know, since the last, since the beginning of the year. Um, but (laughs) yeah, I'm just experimenting, um, super down to just keep it going. I mean, I love the idea of gamification. I think games are really going to push all of this super forward, super fast. Mm -hmm. So like your idea about the cards, and you have like, eventually, you have 52 shows. You do one card for each show, mm-hmm. and now people can like collect an entire deck. Yeah. And you could do like, if you hold uh, four spades, or four uh, of any. Yeah, you pocket
1: know, aces, royal flush. Royal Maybe Fresh, royal you know. flush will give you like a free, um, co- Merch. like commission, four a by four commission. Meeting. You know what I yeah. mean? Pocket yeah. uh, well, aces out. will <laughs> give you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's not let's not put it out there yet. I, mean, I don't want people to steal that shit, but. Yeah, exactly. It should be All kinds out. of ideas to yeah. experiment
2: with. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm um, for the
1: ride. Yeah, and then with as far as art, like, I'm just riding wherever my art's taking me. Like, I'm going to L.A. tomorrow uh, with my buddy. Uh, and We're just going to ride the wave out there. I mean, we're just following art wherever art takes me. And, I mean, I'm going to push my limit as much as I can, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But um, I know in spring I'm going to have a solo show in L.A., so um that's that's coming up nice um we start gearing up for some nfts during that too um but yeah that's kind of like where i'm going
2: what do you think you're gonna do with the tokens
1: uh the, the free tokens yeah that i'm giving away
2: yeah like what's the utility behind
0: the token
1: um so for this first one i mean you get like free access to like um and like future nfts coming up also like my clothing brand that i'm coming out with you'll have like future act, like uh, early access to that but um like we were saying i'm gonna come out with some more cards throughout throughout the years and um depending on how many you have collected we will have different type of um utility with it so like we're taking like you you have like a royal flush you get a free commission or um pocket aces you get a free print limited edition print or something like that like um, it's kind of still very organically happening but um, because you're going to discover a lot of people in the crypto space that are discovering you right
2: Um, and so you're going to be able to learn about what kind of things would they want from you you know and then so you you create that much more personal relationship with your collectors uh, and I think that's what the NFTs are really good for so you're going to come up with things like who knows where it's going to go but lots of exciting possibilities for sure
1: yeah cool
0: first of all i got a question for jeff but you guys are killing it i think you guys are gonna do big things but (laughs) so jeff you mentioned in 2017 you asked how blockchain technology was gonna you know bridge the gap between the disenfranchised and the wealthy have you seen anything personally that's done that since then
2: Yeah. (sighs) yeah well i mean when you look at uh the starving artist paradigm you know and how for the first time uh, artists have been able to quit their full-time jobs like I know a handful of people that I've met on Clubhouse that have done that and um, so like that right there I, I mean the fact that the royalties and that can be baked into the smart contract can um, provide passive income for artists is a game changer um, but just ta- keeping it on the topic of art that's kind one of one of the things I've seen how blockchain has empowered artists and creatives like
1: like never before but um I think there's a yeah. huge transition in income and people of power. Like, I mean, when we're in New York, every everywhere in Times Square, all the screens were all NFTs. <laughs> and that was when I I mean, I, it's been hitting me in ways. But like that one was also like a, NFTs are here, man. Like there's no ignoring where it's going. And I feel like the uh, especially with all like because uh, NFT NYC was going on around the same time. And there was just like events happening everywhere, and that was all because of nFT money too so the actual idea of of transition of money and actually going into artists pockets now the artists are the ones that are like hosting these events and throwing these parties and you know they got Chris Rock and um I forgot what they had a little baby come out and like for the board Ape Yacht club party you know what I mean and like yeah. I about that, yeah, I heard guys. about that. Yeah, <laughs> now Post Malone owns one, and so does Jimmy Fallon, and like, it's um, it's a, a big transition of power, I think, in a lot of ways, as far as like going to the creatives. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. What direction would you guys recommend somebody heading if they want to like expand their social sphere outside of like, uh, you know, Instagram? Clubhouse, can you?
2: Yeah, uh, pretty much any of the social media apps or um, social audio apps. So, like, yeah, Clubhouse, Twitter Spaces are really good to get into. Um. Discord. Oh, yeah, Discord. Maybe even Reddit.
0: (laughs) Okay, so with the Bored Apes, is someone literally drawing each version of this and, like, creating it on, like, a tablet? Or is it, like, is it
2: painting, like... In real life, like yours,
1: um, I think it's all digital, and they uh, they just dig- digitize like all the different features, and then it automatically puts them all together. Yeah, they're so, generative generative
2: yeah. projects, so they are hand drawing the different traits and characteristics. So like if it has a hat or glasses or whatever else, mm-hmm. but then they use a computer algorithm to like randomly assemble those characteristics, and that's the generative part. Um, so they're not actually creating each one there it's a collaboration with the computer and then they also grant you derivative rights so if you own one you can make your own version of that one and then sell it commercially and make a profit
0: cool well. so it's like a digital mr potato head basically yeah, okay. yeah.
1: that's a good way to put it
2: Yep. <laughs> good all
0: right guys well that's it yeah i think um thank you guys for so much for coming on um yeah. I, if Let's turn on some tunes and grab some drinks and, and interact. But, um, yeah, I think there's so much to look forward to. Um, both of y'all are just blowing me away with what y'all are up to, and it's inspiring in our own sense, and it feels so good to share that. And, um, yeah, so good luck to y'all, and we'll catch up with you after L.A. and, and yeah. we'll, uh, Let's do this again in a couple of years. Yeah, dude. At. No, yeah, sooner <laughs> than that. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, thank All you right, guys. so much. Thanks, y'all.
1: Thank you. Ooh.